0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Be You with Declan Edwards. Now, today's episode is a little interesting in the sense that I'm joined by one of our members here at BU, but I'm also bringing her in as a bit of a guest expert uh, to share her story of personal development, of growth, of change, and of learning to fill her own cup up so that she can help others. Um, the amazing woman we have in today is Britt Barlow. She is someone I've been personally coaching for the last year or so, and that I'm very grateful to have been part of her journey. But I think Britt's uh, journey in personal development has so many beautiful takeaways in terms of looking at your well-being holistically. So looking at mind and body and how they interrelate and how they intertwine, uh, looking at how you can change other people's well-being, make a generational shift, and Britt calls it breaking the chain, which I think is incredible and something to be honored. I do believe, as you would have heard me say before, that when we look after ourselves, it's our moral obligation and duty to give back and to help others. So Britt is a shining example of that, and let me promise you, we have just finished the interview, and it is an incredible one. Britt talks about how she went from 15 years of her life being stuck in the identity that she was an anxious person, she had anxiety, and there was nothing she could do to change it, to then going through what has now been a four-year journey of changing her habits, her lifestyle, and looking at her well-being from this really holistic lens. And the changes she has made in her life are beautiful and uh, something that I know will inspire you. So if you're someone who's like, look, I want to have a more holistic approach to my well-being and to my life. If you're someone who is struggling to take those first steps and you're feeling quite overwhelmed by personal development, if you're someone who has uh, maybe just gone, well, you know what, I'm sick of feeling this way and being stuck in this box and I wanna change it, but no one's telling me that there's a way to change, then listen to this interview. It will inspire you, it will lighten you up, it will make a difference in your life. Before we jump into it, don't forget this interview, like all of our podcast episodes now, is available for free on the wellness library now the wellness library is available by via a link in the show notes of today's episode you'll go through you'll find out all about pocket coach now pocket coach is our e-learning platform that helps you get access to tools techniques strategies guest experts tests everything you need to take the guesswork out of personal development and well-being and to really build a life of thriving and fulfillment Now, the Wellness Library is one component of it. It's a component that we've made 100% free. So in the Wellness Library, you'll get access to hundreds of blog articles, videos, and podcasts that are designed to help you begin taking your first steps in looking after your personal development, your self-growth, and your overall well-being. So if you're not part of the Wellness Library yet, definitely click the link and check that out. If you are part of the Wellness Library and you're looking for those next steps, definitely look into the Pocket Coach platform that is just launched. It is... Something we're very proud to be bringing to the world and we know is already making a difference in people's lives. And with that said, we're going to welcome Britt to the show and we're going to jump straight into it. Okay, Britt, hello and welcome to the podcast. And uh, thanks for coming in today. It's funny having you here. Um, I don't know, I feel like we just so regularly catch up now in between coaching sessions and, and catching up for coffee that having you in to have a conversation just seems so natural and normal. And I think that's what excites me about this interview. Out of a lot of the ones I do having the opportunity to just share a story that I know is so empowering because I've been grateful enough to, to be a part of it, but also to hear about everything before you and yeah. I even connected. Um, and I know that not only – is it going to empower our audience and the listeners of this podcast, but it's already making a difference in other people's lives, obviously with what you're doing now and some of the mm-hmm. guest speaking that you're doing, which is a beautiful example of everything I live and breathe, which is, you know, to make an impact starting with self. Yeah. And I think you've really done that. So I'm getting ahead of myself as always, because I get really excited by this. <laughs> uh, I do want to throw to you first and give you the opportunity to share a bit of that story and to introduce yourself to our audience yeah. and just talk a bit about, your experience of personal development and well-being and I suppose deciding that you wanted more from life than to just tick the boxes and get by like where did that all come from take us back to the start and yeah,
1: yeah I'll hand it over good. to you all right well thank you for having me because I'm really equally excited and nervous at the same time Very so light. feeling feeling really good um look I my journey probably started right back uh, in high school so I was about 15 and anxiety hit me around that that age there was no particular trigger um, there was no real reason why it, it began because we tried to analyze that for quite a long time um, just got to that age I think where I started overthinking and over analyzing things that were happening at school and in life and it started to overpower my life um, look at that point in time we tried a few different things we meaning uh, myself and my mum at that point point. And uh, things didn't work. I ended up being medicated when I was 15 for anxiety, just so I could get up and go to school, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and around that same age, my mum got diagnosed with an early onset dementia. So I was 15 and she was 48. Wow. So really, really young. Um, again, at that point, I was a kid. I really didn't understand a lot. And I think that at that age as well, there's no real logic about your feeling and your emotion. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get taught a, long, a lot of things around it either, Um back then so uh look I'm 32 now so it's not like I'm talking 50 years ago <laughs> yeah. but um there was no real education or knowledge around feelings and what was normal and how to sort of navigate that at mm. that point in time so medication became what it was and I knew at that point that my mum also suffered with anxiety as well so I think it was a bit of a um she opened up to me when that started to happen to me and it was a bit of a, um, well, what they were trying to tell me was um, that it was a hereditary thing. I remember my doctor going, oh, it's okay, you know, your mum's got this, so it's, it's hereditary. Like it was bound to happen.
0: Almost like this sentence for life thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, which yeah. then I think led me into the following 15 years of just mm-hmm. thinking, okay, this is who I am. This is what I have. It's in mm-hmm. my blood. It's in my veins and yeah. I can't ever change it. Yeah. Um, what happened once we lost mum? Um, mum passed away 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So she was 58 when we um, finally lost her to dementia. Um, within that couple of years, I started to, I think, look into a bit more of my lifestyle. Yeah. What was I doing? Was there anything that was that was causing this that could be increasing the feelings of anxiousness? Um, looking at my lifestyle in regards to like to food, to nutrition, to physical movement, mindset, Mm. um, emotional well-being, all of these things. Because as I started to do um, a lot of research, I realized that a lot of these things affect the outcome of chronic diseases and illnesses like dementia. So yeah, it was at that point, I really started to do a lot of research into how I was living and um, trying to take charge, take control, because I was just for 15 years popping Mm. a pill every day that just made me feel like I could get through the day, but Mm. also made me feel like I was unable to feel emotion. Mm. And there was this um, conception, I guess, around or perception around anxiety being something that you don't talk about. So this is something that you don't feel. You shouldn't feel this way. You should always be happy and you should always be on top of the world. And if you're feeling anything but that, here's a pill. Take it. Um, And I've got started to get really passionate as time goes on, really, really passionate about Mm. educating people, Mm. women in particular, um, because that's just kind of my niche market area. Um, That feeling emotions is okay. Mm. It's how we deal with it and how we get out of it. And also, the whole so many life factors that can contribute to your emotional well-being as well and to chronic disease and illness it's like I'm at that point where I really want people to connect the dots Mm. in in a holistic view meaning whole yeah holistic view of life
0: and really seeing that bigger picture I mean like your story and experience unfortunately is not an uncommon one i think when it comes to anxiety Mm. and especially so so we're talking early 2000s here okay so early 2000s we're really starting to see um you know the breakthrough of pharmaceuticals in in the mental health space Mm. and it's this big like wow this is the new thing like we've gotten rid of electroshock therapy or we're phasing Mm. it out you know the next big thing is pharmaceuticals and you know these genetic effects and components and biological components and I am very clear uh, for those who are listening, who've listened to the podcast um, before. You would probably have heard me talk about my stance on this, where I, I do believe there is a role um, for pharmaceuticals to play. I think the danger yeah, we're doing at the moment is we're putting all our eggs in one basket yeah. as as a as a field where it's like okay. As soon as you're feeling slightly off, obviously it means there's something wrong with you genetically mm-hmm. or biologically. It's a label and a box that you're then put in that mm-hmm. can quickly become part of identity. Yeah. Um, so rather than it's like, I'm feeling anxious or I'm struggling with feelings of anxiety. It's, uh, you know, I am an anxious person yeah. or I have anxiety. I have this is yeah. in my brain. You said in my mm-hmm. blood, like really sort of, yeah. you know, part of you that makes it harder to overcome. And the danger with that is, again, it then goes, well, the only solution is you're going to be taking a pill for the rest of your life to feel remotely normal. And Mm. I love that you sort of started to to challenge that and go, well, regardless of whether it's something I have, or whether it's something I'm struggling with emotionally and feeling like regardless of that background, surely there's other things playing into this Mm. that I can begin to look at, that I can begin to work on that are scientifically proven to help. Mm. And maybe that's going to put me in the best position I could be in. Yeah. You know, So talk me through, because I imagine you said, what, 10 years that really became part of your, or 15, 15. was it? 15 years, yeah, became Mm. part of your identity and who you were. Talk to me about the shedding of that, because 15 years built into your identity, especially at such a Mm. formative age. Yeah. Like, uh, for the people listening, we tend to go through two big identity creations, one between eight and 12, Mm. and the second one's our early 20s. So you literally went through your second identity development stage with, there's something wrong with me, you know, Mm -hmm. I have anxiety, this is a genetic thing, it's... Tell me about shifting that.
1: Oh, look, I'm going to put it straight out there for all the listeners. Um, it's not easy. Mm. And it's not something that I woke up one morning, just clicked my fingers and went,
0: Awesome. Yeah, okay, here we go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm sweet. Yeah. Um, that's definitely not how it goes. It took a lot of effort, a lot of consistency, and it's something I still have to work on now, yeah. Um, you know, because at the end of the day, like you say, that was ingrained in me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So there's still times now that I find that I get overwhelmed and yeah. I get anxious and emotional. But if something has happened or there is a lot going on in my life, the ability I have now is to recognize I'm feeling overwhelmed because X, Y, Z. Yeah. Like I'm feeling... Anxious because this is happening in my life at the moment, and you know what? That's okay. So it's about kind of forgiving yourself for having yeah. that emotion to begin with. Um, it's it's a normal. Like I'm I'm all about educating people that it's a normal thing to feel emotions. Yeah. Um, just don't hover in them, don't get stuck in them, and what can you do to change your perception on it and and move out of it? Um, what can you do that can physically like physically move the body? Eat good food, like um, yeah, all these things. So for me. When the journey started and I've gone radio, I'm sick of feeling this way, uh, I reached out to a friend of mine, um, the listeners might know her, Rosie Nerney, and at the time she was doing uh, nutrition training and doing nutrition courses. So I seen some things on Facebook of hers and I was like, what is she doing? Like, what's going on here? I'm a bit intrigued. And at that time, I was feeling really crap. Um, I was like overweight, not excessively overweight, but I was heavier, definitely heavier than what I am now. I was uncomfortable in the way that I looked, the way that I felt, my head was always cloudy. I was just, you know, rolling one day into the next. I wasn't innately happy from the inside out. So something had to change. Uh and it started with food. So for eight weeks I went on to a plan that was really good though, because um it wasn't like going onto a diet for eight mm-hmm. weeks. It was like let's just change some things up in your Your lifestyle at the moment so switch this with that and you can still have that for dinner because that's fine like kind of she really um was able to incorporate some things that wasn't like a whoa like you've got to change your whole lifestyle in one week um so that worked really well and from that point um it kind of opened me up to how good the food made me feel um and it was also where I, I learned, and as my research continued, that your serotonin, which is your natural happy chemical, yep. is produced in your gut. Yep. So I realised how important my gut health was to my mood. It's directly linked to how you feel. Um, so lots of research started happening with food, and then slowly over probably it's been about a four-year journey now. I have um, slowly just made continual changes. So, again, it wasn't like I, I went, okay, I'm going to change everything that I eat and I'm going to do it all in one day. Yep. It was like, okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is reduce my intake of gluten, right? That was the, a big thing for me, um, you know, grain brain um, just opened up mm-hmm. my production of serotonin is what I felt that happened there and then just introducing more nutrient foods, mm-hmm. nutrient-rich foods. So I found that that was a big Game changer. Mm-hmm. And then I was introduced to essential oils, mm-hmm. which I found um, was such a high impact on how I felt at that time. Yep. So, if I felt really down, we have a direct link from our olfactory to our mm-hmm. limbic system, which is our sense of smell to our emotions area of the brain. Mm-hmm. And I would inhale a scent and it would almost instantly calm me. So, I found lavender. I was like, oh my God. Oh, and it would almost instantly give me that sense of calm. So they were probably the first two things that I was like, okay, these these are really helping for me. So um, food, essential oils, and then it went on from there. My God, the whole um, industry, especially because then I started a business in essential oils, mm-hmm. the industry just opened me up to so many things that are um, all about health and wellbeing. Um, and the journey kind of, yeah, it really rolled on from there.
0: I think two things that I can really sort of highlight in in going through that change. I I love how you're repeatedly highlighting yourself. It's like this was not an overnight thing, and Mm. it wasn't a massive change upfront. I think a lot of people make that mistake. They go, okay, something's not working here. I'm not feeling good. Right, I'm going to start exercising five days a week. I'm going to change my whole diet. I'm going to work on my mindset. I'm going to listen to these podcasts and it's so much that Mm -hmm. there's no way any of it can cement in. There's no way a habit can be built. Whereas you mentioned yourself, it's like a little change. It becomes a habit. Cool. What's the next little change? Habit, little change, habit. And it builds upon each other. And it's, so I love that approach. But then I also love, again, this bigger picture, holistic. Look at it. Mm. It was little change, little change, little change, nutrition. Awesome. Okay. That's seeming to get to a good place now. Okay. So what else is contributing here? Okay. I know that I can use. Um, essentially as a tool and as a resource to help with this awesome little change little change let's start building acres with that yeah and i know a big part of your journey was then going obviously starting very physiologically Mm. um was then going into the psychology part of it and going more into the mindset side yeah um talk me through that
1: so i had to do had to be even when i started this journey i guess um i had to be mentally ready Yeah. like so okay, I've been dealing with this for 15 years, Um, you know, I've lost my mum to something I now feel could be prevented Mm -hmm. um, from the research. I got passionate about it, I guess. So wanting to make that change, I had to be mentally ready for. But... I started doing lots of things like um, listening to podcasts yeah. instead of listening to music in the car. Like and I would do long trips. My family's out in Orange and I would go do uh, workshops for people and things a long way away. So I'd be in the car for five, six hours sometimes. Instead of listening to music, I'd listen to an audiobook or I'd yeah. listen to a podcast, something that's really developing and growing my mindset um, instead of, I know, you know, cranking up the music in the car and just singing out aloud is awesome for you too, but instead of I feel like wasting that time in the car, I was utilising the time um, by reading books and and listening to podcasts and things like that made a really big difference. Um, Yeah, that's, there's been, yeah, a lot of things, but yeah, that was probably something that helped me get um, mentally prepared and to change that mindset shift Uh, and gradually again over the last sort of four years, that has been a gradual thing that, you know, me two years ago, doesn't have the same mindset as the me now. So two years ago I was marked improvement on where I was two to three years prior to that but now I'm even better again and I expect in another two years that I will even be better again, yeah. you know. So it's not something the journey will never end, the The education will never end, the knowledge will never change and mm-hmm. will never end and I want to um, really make a point on this that if you make all the change and go, okay, cool, I'm done. Yeah. Then it won't continue. Like it's something that you need to keep working on yourself. It's gotta be a habit, right? It has to be a habit. Yeah. And if you don't continue to do it, then it doesn't, it's not a habit anymore. It's, so, it's the
0: whole use it or lose it approach, right? Yeah. It's like if you're not yeah. consistently strengthening this. And I love the idea of you know, you mentioned with the podcast stuff, it's almost I, I sort of had the thought as you were sharing that I was like, Yeah, you really started with nourishing your body and then became about nourishing your mind. Mm. And the two really had to happen. You know, alongside each other, and obviously we teach that a lot in our emotional intelligence training. We're like,
1: you can't
0: change feelings long term and emotional wellbeing just through mind or just through body. Yeah, we've got to play together.
1: Oh, it's um, one thing. So I've been studying this year too. I'm doing my diploma in holistic wellness coaching. Right. And one thing that I've learned at um, college this year has been something just I've just gone, oh, my God, this is the foundation of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the mind-body connection, um, PNI, psychoneuroimmunology. So the effect that our emotions and our mental health and stress, distress to the body actually has on our cellular health, which has impacts our um, chromosomes and our DNA and our genealogy, all these things, like people always uh, tend to separate. Okay, yeah, I do meditation because that makes me feel good. But that has nothing to do with, with the, fact that yeah, yeah, that the fact that yeah, that the fact that I have a chronic disease or an mm. illness or anything like that. Mm. It's like there's this separation for me and trying to get people to link this all together that just because I advocate doing the daily meditation or getting out and putting your feet into the grass and taking a few not big deep breaths, people. Mm. Some people don't do meditation. Um, And I know for me, that's been a journey for me as well. I never used to actually sit down and do a meditation, I think, because obviously I've done coaching with you, Declan, and I think one day you said to me about meditation and I was like, no, no, I don't meditate. And then we started to talk about things and I was like, oh, well, when I go out in the morning and I put my feet in the grass and I take some nice big, big, deep breaths and, you know, just feel the fresh air of the morning, you've gone, isn't that like a form of meditation? I'm like, actually, yeah, (laughs) it is um I advocate that but it's trying to get people to link that how much that affects your physical well-being um and for me when I when I learned all about that I looked at it too and I was like I looked right back to mum and I was like I wonder if there were certain things that she had have known about that she could have incorporated into her days and into her routine would it have made a difference so I'm at the point where I'm like okay I'm going to break the chain I'm going to break the cycles um and hope that that becomes you know a better outcome for me and for anyone anyone's lives that I touch
0: yeah and I, I really want to dive into that with you because I love this idea of breaking the chain breaking the cycle it's really this sense of legacy and mm-hmm. I'll say it again I said at the start like really I see you as an example of our vision at BU to making a impact starting with yourself mm-hmm. and over the last well you know few years it's really been your journey of of starting with self yeah. and I've been very grateful to be a part of that through, through the coaching program and that we offer. But then to see that I, I distinctly remember a session you and I had where I saw the fire really light, mm. Where you were like, I'm ready to do something with this. Yeah. Like I, I want to do this. And there was tears, I think from both of us, <laughs> and There was you know, excitement and then this a
1: realization.
0: Yeah. This is mm. beautiful moment towards the start of um, this year, 2019. And then to see you go right, this is like I'm going to give this gift back to people. And f- for you, that was I'm going to go do you know wellness coaching. And I'm yeah. going to start helping people in that sense, and not only helping clients and people in like professional setting, but I know that consistently you and I have spoken about how are you using this to you know help your children, to help mm. your family, to help your friends, to really spread that ripple effect. Yeah, I'd love to hear um, if you wouldn't mind sharing, and obviously you know keep as many details as you want to yourself, but. How have you seen that ripple effect begin to spread? Like as you filled your own cup and learned these skills to look after yourself more proactively, yeah. how has that then helped others?
1: Yeah, well, look, in in the home, I guess, how I feel mm-hmm. is a direct r- ripple impact on my family, on mm-hmm. my, my kids and my husband. Um, I do, like my eldest daughter tends to um, get a little bit anxious and overwhelmed as well, and I try and help her with tools. I have found that kids have... Um, a completely different perspective and sort of no logic at all. So I find it really kind of hard there to help her as much as I would like to. Um, but I do. But it's
0: even planting seeds, It's right? just
1: planting seeds mm. even so then like even if she doesn't listen to me now, when she gets older, yeah. she will have had these seeds planted her whole entire life so that yeah. hopefully it will never get to a point for her that she's unable to cope. So mm. she'll remember the tools. Oh, mum used to say this. Mum used to harp on yeah. it. These crazy <laughs> things that
0: mom was talking <laughs> about actually work. Yeah. So
1: she might become an ridiculous. Adult and go, All right, mum, I'm going to listen now. I'm 20. Like, you know,
0: I had um, my moment. I had that moment with my mom very early on in my twenties. She's yeah. like, you know, I've been telling you this for years. Right? So I'm like, yes, I get yes, it now. Yes, <laughs>
1: mom. I know. I know. Um, but, yeah, like that's impacted her um, in my family. Like our, our nutrition, our food, our lifestyle, like we um, try to reduce. I'm not perfect. We're, not, we're definitely not 100% natural, mm. but we um, reduce toxins where possible um, and just make better choices and better options. I think that that's somebody something that people can overthink too, that they're yeah. like, oh, okay, well, I've got to change it's everything. Be all or yeah. Like, yeah, like I have a... 80 80 20 kind of rule, uh-huh. right? So I, I I even done a hashtag the other day if anyone wants to use it, hashtag 20 20% play. Yeah. Um, because I think it's really important for people to understand you don't have to change your whole lifestyle in one sort of hit, but um, that's been something that's really worked for me, right? And 80-20. Um, but I do, I have been working with doTERRA essential oils for a little while too. So I've been doing workshops with people regard, mm-hmm. like around essential oils for a while. And I, it got to a point where I would be telling them about how awesome these oils are and how they can incorporate them into their lives and blah, blah, blah. But also you need to do this and you need to do that and this and, and I'd start like imparting my wisdom so and my know, knowledge bigger picture, yeah, right? Yeah, in, in every other area as well. So I think that's when it got to the point with me that I was like, oh, wow, I really have to sort of turn this into a whole thing. But the people that I've impacted even just through doing those workshops, like I often have often got feedback of like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Like when you said this, that really resonated with me. When, when you know, you said that, I really clicked. I really understand. Can you help me with that? What's your advice here? Um people started to ask me more questions and give me more feedback, which is when I made that decision, I was like, right, I really need to take this to the next level and incorporate this kind of coaching with people to help them Um, not only with my oils company but with all the other knowledge and the resources that I have that can really help them live a holistic life. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done some uh, coaching already with a couple Mm -hmm. of different clients and I put a testimonial onto my Facebook page the other day. I don't know whether you've seen it.
0: Not yet, Um, so I'm going to check it out straight after this. Well,
1: I expect you to stalk me.
0: I'll be commenting on it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, Of a lady that I had done some practice coaching with for an assessment I had to submit. And this testimonial, I was just like, wow, like I feel that um, it was that moment of I can do this. Um, I have lots of confidence issues and Mm self-doubt. At times it kind of comes and goes up and down. I go, yep, I can do it. Oh, no, I'm not good enough. Yep, Yep. I can do it. It's like my fixed mindset. I talk about fixed and growth mindset quite a lot. It's like my fixed little mean girl on my shoulders tries Mm -hmm. to pull me down every now and then and then you pick up your confidence levels again. It was that testimonial and the feedback that I'm getting from a couple of clients I'm working with already Mm -hmm. That I'm like, no, no, this is the right path for me. And I am making a change to these people already. Mm. Like, and it hasn't even been that long, right. you know? Um, but yeah, I've I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, and
0: I well, I think it's so important for people to hear that because there'll be people listening to this who have been, you know, either they're learning about starting their journey of starting with self, of like, okay. Um, don't try and do it all at once, you know, pace it out, build mm-hmm. habits, look holistically rather than narrow. Mm-hmm. But then there'll be other people listening who are like, okay, I've been working on myself for a while now and I'm starting to feel that inner voice that goes, it is now like personally, I believe that when we're looking after ourselves, is our moral obligation to then give back. Like when we're filling up our cup, it is our duty to give back. And I don't care about scale. Yeah. I just care about impacting other people's lives. And it's funny hearing you mention, you know, obviously, you know, I still struggle with self-doubt and self-confidence, yeah. but
1: because that's normal. Exactly. And so, like, if I came, came on here and I was like, yep, I'm awesome, everything's great, I t- I've got this and I yep. can help everyone and everything is 100% perfect, mm. that would be fake. Yep. And I'm sorry I'm not fake. Yeah. Like, I just, and I think this is the perception too, that people tend to get stuck in that I have to be perfect I to make to, a difference, yeah, which
0: is so right. It's the yeah. exact opposite mm. by being real. We're making a difference. And yeah. I, I have started using the saying lately, confidence follows contribution.
1: Yeah.
0: Like when we give back and we help others, you mentioned it. you know, I started getting these, this feedback and these testimonies. Mm. I was like, Oh, hang on. Maybe I could do this. Maybe this will work. And yeah. Maybe a little surprised by this. I still have the exact same moments. I spoke to the team last wow. team training day and I went, you know what? I really want to work on at the moment, guys. I can get so caught up in how far we've got left to go to achieve our vision and the impact we want to make yeah. that I forget how far we've come. Yeah. And sometimes I don't feel like, you know, I really deserve to be where I'm at. It's the whole imposter syndrome thing. Yes. And it's, it's so everyone in the room was like, wait, what? what? You feel that too? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And they're like, but you've,
1: but you're like the shining light for right, everyone. Like, this can't be. I know. <laughs> they're like,
0: but you've got the book, you're in the media. And I'm like, yeah. And every single time I'm shitting myself, but yeah. the, the vision is bigger than myself down. Yeah. And I will keep going past self-doubt and fear because it makes a difference. And it's it's beautiful seeing you do that as well mm. because I'm so open with people and to everyone listening to this podcast, like I cannot change a trillion lives no. on my own. B, you can't do it on your own. This podcast can't do it on its own. But when people look after themselves like yourself, mm-hmm. right, and then use that and take it to make a difference in other people's lives, yeah. regardless of the little voice of fear and the little mm-hmm. voice of self-doubt and you know, the not good enough voice, that's how we spread a ripple effect that changes entire generations. Yeah. That's how we make an impact and a legacy that changes a trillion lives.
1: Well, and look, Declan, I need to thank you for some of that as well. Like the coaching I've done with you this year, I remember when I first came to you early this year, I was at a point where I had gotten myself to a like a point, but then it was kind of like I had plateaued mm. and then I was like in nothing land, like there was no, okay, what next? What do I do now? It was kind of really just not feeling it. Mm. Um, and lots of the strategies that I now use for myself have come from things this year, like, you know, um, pushing myself outside my comfort zone and doing things that equally scares and excites me the at the same light. time, the right? Um, there's, there's things like that that I have taken on challenges this year that even last year I would have said no to because that makes me too nervous and I would be hung up on myself and being in my own head instead of serving the people that I'm talking to like I know I got asked to go um speak which you know about yes and just a little small intimate group and kind of um, share my story and talk to them uh like a little bit of a motivational talk I guess and when I was first asked I was like oh no like my body kind of just got really nervous all over and I got you know felt nauseous in my stomach and then I was like hang on a second Britt. There's really no reason why you can't go tell your story to these people. It comes straight out of my head most of the time. So just tell it. Yep. Um, go do it. So I pushed myself and, yeah, I was equally nervous and excited at the same time, but um, it was—it felt really good. Mm. Once I'd done it, I was like, you know what, awesome. There's these challenges. I think it's the way that you look mm. at things. It's the, the mindset, mm. which... Yeah. Being coached this year has helped a lot with that as well. There's just this is the thing where I'm saying, okay, my journey did start about four years ago of my journey of change, I should say. Um, but again, like even up until now, like January this year, I still wasn't perfect. I needed help. Okay, what can I do next? Um, and I'll continue to do that. I'll continue to be looking. Okay, so now how can I continue to grow myself? How can I continue to develop myself? It just uh, is something that shouldn't end.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think it's such a powerful um, message for people to realize that personal development and well-being really are a lifelong pursuit. Mm. It's not a do a course, tick the box, I'm done. Mm. And I could talk to you about this forever, but I'm starting to get the flashing red light that says we're nearing the end. <laughs> and I, I started doing this thing lately with, with our guests where I put them on the spot for the last question. Oh, and so you've got literally two minutes It's counting oh, down at me. Impressive. And so I'm going to say if you had 30 seconds with every woman in the world, and you could share one message with them, what would it be?
1: It would be to believe that you are better than who you are today, basically. You can be better, but like especially based around anxiety, please don't let people tell you that it's something that you have, Mm. that it's something that you can't change because I'm living like living proof that it is something that can be changed and taking care of yourself in a holistic way is something that you can really take ownership of that and become innately happy from the inside and feel really confident and happy, healthy, energetic. Mm. It is possible. Please don't let people tell you that there is no way out because there absolutely is.
0: I love that. Thank you again so much for, um, Doing something that scares and excites you for coming into on the podcast today, for sharing your story story and being vulnerable and open and honest. And, yeah, I know certain people have gotten so much value from this. And uh, for those listening, we are going to be leaving links in the show notes to connect with Brit and to be part of her journey and to connect with her more. So make sure you do that. She's an absolute remarkable human being. And I'm very grateful to have been a part of your journey and to have you uh, in on the podcast today.
1: Thanks, Declan.
0: I want to take a moment to thank Britt once again for being on the show and also to thank you and to recognize the fact that you choose to put your time into these episodes. You choose to take your most valuable resource, which is your time, like you never get your time back and invest it into learning things that improve your life. That is honorable. It's something to be commended. And because you're someone who's doing that, I know that you're someone who's thirsty for knowledge. I know that you love learning new things that help you upskill, that help you feel better and happier, and that help you create a life of thriving. And that's exactly why I know you're going to get so much out of the wellness library and out of pocket coach. So as always, don't forget to connect with our guests uh, on the show. Make sure you click through the links below and check out Britt's uh, pages and connect with her and be part of her journey but make sure you also click that link at the very bottom. That's the one that's gonna take you to finding out more about the Wellness Library and Pocket Coach. And from there, you can make the decision on whether you wanna take those first couple of steps and start with the Wellness Library for free or whether you're ready to deep dive into your personal development and well-being journey and enroll in the Pocket Coach program. So check all that out below. I'm very excited to see you take those next steps forward in your journey and really begin filling up your own cup because I know for a fact that when you do that, you'll get to a point where you start using it to give back to others. And I think that's the most beautiful impact we can make on the lives of our loved ones, our communities, and the world as a whole is to just be you. So until the next time we talk, as always, make an impact, start with self, and be you.